Welcome to episode one of Fulcum's Broadcast. I'm your host, Michelle. You may know me as Ahsoka Xtano on Instagram, and I am very excited to be here today. I am here to share with you my review for Star Wars Visions Volume 2. What an honor. I have so wonderfully been lucky enough to have watched these shorts. They come out this Thursday on Star Wars Day for May the 4th. And it's an incredible honor and a privilege. There are not enough words to describe how much this opportunity means to me. I've already cried about it a number of times, so I'm not planning on doing that at the start of the show. But, um, and perhaps I'll touch on this at the end. I am just a fan, and I have so inexplicably uh, been given the support all of you my listeners and followers and it means the world to me and your support is what has granted me this opportunity i would not be here if it weren't for that and so i thank you um i thank you with all my heart i reviewed visions volume one two years ago when it came out in september of 2021 and that was such a dream come true this is no different it is an incredible opportunity. I want to talk about my overall feelings about the shorts, the themes, my favorites, uh, and if I predicted them correctly, and uh, a lot more. And then I want to go over each uh, short as well and talk about the things that I liked from all of them. To start off, I will say this is not going to be completely spoiler free, but I'm also not going to be sharing very in-depth plot points. The short films are not out yet, so I don't want to go spoiling the whole thing. And one of my favorite things about watching these short films is going in with a completely open mind, just going in excited to see what comes our way and just absorb all of it. So I want to make sure that uh, if you are listening to this before Thursday, that, uh, you know, you're not spoiled and instead maybe this just gives you a little extra preview of what's to come and what you can look forward to. So, let's get into my overall thoughts. Alright, so one of my favorite things about this volume are the overarching themes that you can see across all of the short films. It's really remarkable. The shorts are all different. They are created by different studios and they, you know, were all pitched at different times. Uh, to Lucasfilm um, once Lucasfilm themselves had approached each of the studios. So it's really, really amazing how by the end of watching all of the shorts, I sat back and I was like, wow, all of these shorts have a common theme. There's common messages um, and lessons to be taken away from all of them. It's remarkable. It's so special. You feel like you're not watching the same thing during each short, but then by the end of watching all of them, it's like, wow, something is trying to be said here for all of them. Uh, Those themes are about the force, about light versus dark. Sometimes we see that in a literal sense. Sometimes it's much more metaphorical and symbolic. I think there's also a huge message about finding your voice and your strength, finding strength from the people that are around you and your loved ones. And what's really cool is 
the force is all of those things. We've seen this in the saga films, in the books, in the shows. The force manifests itself in many ways, whether it is light, uh, it is someone's voice. Um, especially in the High Republic, we know that the Jedi all interpret the force as a variety of different things. A song, a, a wave and an ocean, um, the trees, the wind in the trees. There's so many different interpretations of the force. I've always loved that about the force and about the mythology of Star Wars, that the force is just what it is. It has many definitions. It encompasses many things. So it is really cool how all of these shorts sort of portray the force in a unique way. Um, and, and, you know, it's shown in a unique way too because these shorts are all made from a variety of different cultures and, and countries around the world. So everything is just very unique in its own way and incredibly special. But at the same time, they all come together and have this connective tissue um, that really makes it a cohesive volume of shorts. One of my other favorite things about this anthology is how different the styles of animation are. So we have moved out of one country for volume two and the animation styles are different across the board. They are stunning, they are beautiful. I am obviously a huge fan of animation. That's why my entire account is dedicated to talking about Star Wars animation. You know, even prior to Visions, Star Wars animation itself was so vast. You had the Clone Wars style um, that now we see in Bad Batch. You had Rebels, which was its own style, and then Resistance, um, which is equally as beautiful, you know, different, but equally as beautiful, in my opinion. And uh, so getting to see the sort of breadth of storytelling through different styles of animation for Visions Volume 2 was right up my alley. It's just amazing. Visions remains one of my favorite things that Star Wars has ever done, not only for the stories and the plot and, and the just emotional, wonderful stories that are being told, but also because they are just visually very beautiful. I can't get enough of it. And I, I'm really excited and glad that we expanded into a multitude of different uh, styles for this volume. It's, it's amazing. I hope that Star Wars continues to let other studios from all around the world bring their Star Wars touch to um, the stories that we have already in the, in the saga, in this world, in the galaxy that's being built, you know, across all of the different mediums of Star Wars. Because all of them are incredible because of that. They are so crafted mindfully um, through the clothing the character wears, through the music, through, you know, the different settings and different background elements. All of that informs, you know, the, the animation um, and the visual storytelling. So all that being said, I do think that I like volume two more than volume one, but I have always said this about the Star Wars animated shows, you can't compare. 
I can't compare the style of Clone Wars to Rebels because they are completely different. They're telling different stories. That's always that's one of my favorite things to sort of throw back at people because I do get asked a lot, like, what is your favorite Star Wars animated show? And sometimes I will answer, like, one or the other depending on my mood or depending on, like, the thing that I've watched recently that I might be, you know, sort of obsessing over. But I often like to say that I don't have a favorite and that I like all of them and that they're all different. And it's, you know, it's comparing apples to oranges. You can't make comparisons. So all that being said, I prefer volume two because of the diversity in animation that we get. But also, it is just simply different from volume one. Volume one had such a beautiful highlight on the many different styles of Japanese anime. So like, how can you, how, you know, how can we sit here and say, oh, like these are better or worse than the other ones? They're just different. Even, even within animation, there's so many different styles um, and, and types of storytelling. So interpret that how you will. <laughs> but uh, that's my opinion on one versus the other, I suppose. Uh, from a plot perspective, I certainly enjoyed Volume 2 a bit more. I really liked the stories in Volume 2 um, and the characters and the the messages and themes and lessons uh, in Volume 2 versus Volume 1. But obviously, I still love Volume 1 and it is amazing and was the perfect introduction to what hopefully becomes a, you know, long-standing series that Lucasfilm continues to do, so... Fingers crossed for volume three, four, and beyond. (laughs) So I want to talk about my favorites um, because a sort of fun thing happened for volume one. So this time around for volume two, uh, you may recall if you've been following me for a little while, I basically covered all of the short films uh, and everything that we knew about them leading up to their release uh, on May 4th. So all my posts over the last couple of weeks have been about each of the short films, you know, what the directors have said about them. I've been, you know, highlighting some really cool shots from the trailer um, for each of the films. So really just digging into every possible thing that I could learn about these short films. So I also did that for volume one. And what I sort of, you know, naturally do because I do that, because I do all this research ahead of time and then go into watching them, I have all this knowledge or what, you know, I, I, I have these ideas that I think that I think are true about these shorts. So I have liked to pick out what I think my favorites are going to be prior to watching them. And then I like to see what are my favorites after watching them. Um, so the before and after essentially. Um, I will say I pretty accurately predicted what my favorites were going to be for volume one. Um, For volume one, my favorites are Akakiri as number one. Uh, Number two is The Village Bride. And number three, I will admit, sort of shifts around a little bit depending on my mood. Uh, But initially it was Lop and Ocho um, followed uh, or sometimes swapped with The Duel. So uh, that's what the list was for... um, for Visions Volume 1 going into it and then after watching them, which was really cool, I was like, I don't know, you know, I was kind of like, wow, go me. (laughs) But then at the same time, I was like, well, I did all this research, you know, ahead of time. So like, maybe that's not that impressive. 
Nevertheless, I sort of did that again for volume two. I wanted to see, you know, after all my research, what did I think my favorites were going to be? And then what did they actually turn out to be? So I thought prior to watching them that my favorites were going to be In the Stars, Ao's Song, and The Pit. After watching, my favorites in order are In the Stars, Ao's Song, and The Spy Dancer. So two out of three. <laughs> um... Wow. Yeah. I mean, and I, I'm going to get into each of the shorts pretty, pretty quickly here, but it's fun. I kind of suggest doing the same thing. If you want to like, just sort of test yourself, like go to my page, check out, you know, all my posts and everything about all of the shorts. Hey, maybe after listening to this, you can sort of put out your, your, your picks and, and see what you think your favorites are going to be. And then afterwards, let me know if you were right or not about uh, what your favorites are. Let's jump into the shorts. All right, short number one. So to start off the volume, we have Sith by El Giddy. Uh, and the premise here is a former Sith apprentice leading a peaceful but isolated life is confronted by the past when her old master tracks her down. Oh, this short was remarkable. You'll, you'll notice there's going to be a trend here uh, for all of these that I will either repeat the same, you know, complimentary words. Like, it's like that Lady Gaga meme where she's just throwing out words like beautiful, incredible, mesmerizing, remarkable, wonderful, magnificent. Basically, um, that's me for all of these shorts. <laughs> so... I will try not to do that, um, but don't be surprised if I do. <laughs> but if I were to summarize Sith in one word, it would be remarkable. Um, okay, I'm going to add a second word. Surprising. <laughs> My jaw dropped at several points within this short, not only because of the visual um, beauty of it, but also because it was not what I expected. I think that we were shown, you know, moments of it in the trailer, and I was so surprised by what was what we haven't seen in the trailer, and then basically the rest of the short, and, and what surrounds those couple of intense-looking lightsaber fight clips that we see between Lola and her master. It was really, really wonderful and quite the opener to the volume. Like it, they picked the best short to open up, to open up the volume for. Um, and I think it's that surprise that that just so perfectly sets up the the tone for the rest of them. These shorts are all just like emotional. They are, you know heart-wrenching and heartwarming in the same, you know, short 20 minutes or whatnot. It's absolutely amazing, the storytelling quality of all of these. So to have this first short, Sith, be as surprising as it was and, and beautiful in the message and the visuals, so unexpected from what we see in the trailer, in my opinion, um, it just seemed the perfect opening to the series. I particularly like how the short opens with no music. 
it is like silence and you're just absorbing Lola in her isolated life and, and what her life is like with her droids. You're seeing her walk around and, and just getting a sense of who she is as a character because we know that she no longer leads the Sith life. So then what does she, what does she made for herself, you know, after that? Um, so it's really cool. It's a, it's a really like just breathtaking opening reminds me of a star wars film like the the sitting that sense of sitting there with like bated breath waiting the the lack of music is really what does it so yeah uh and i sort of mentioned it at the beginning but something that we see across these shorts is both a symbolic but also literal translation of light versus dark so we very much see that in the short film and it is stunning the you know, I think there's a reason why a lot of the like promo for Star Wars Visions has showcased this spot. The like brushstroke texture that you see in Lola's hair and on the walls and for the lightsabers, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I, I, I really just love how much the painting style is incorporated into plot itself. And you know, something that the creators talked about during the celebration panel was how this this idea of how can you use the force not only for fighting but also for art. So I think that we we see this come through in both a symbolic and a very literal sense. So I'll leave it at that. But um yeah, Sith, fantastic opener to volume two. All right, episode two is Screecher's Reach by Cartoon Saloon. And this premise is as follows. A young girl seeking reprieve from her days in a rural workhouse discovers a legendary haunted cave with her friends. The cave's dark pull will change the trajectory of her life forever. I wrote down a couple of key things here and underlined them that I would like to read to you. I wrote legit scary and WTF. <laughs> um... If I had one word to describe this short, it would be unexpected. <sighs> you guys, this short is nuts. Everything that I thought that I knew about this, I was wrong. In like the best way possible. The best comparison I can make is that it reminds me of Akakiri. And... You may recall from watch from Akakiri from the first volume that there's quite the, you know, surprise at the end of the short. But leading up to that, there's this buildup of tension and fear in our main character. And, you know, finally it all comes to a head. I got very, very, very similar vibes for Screecher's Reach. And considering that Akakiri is my favorite, sort of seeing this like plot style again it's really really made me very happy <laughs> um i just genuinely loved it so much that element of surprise nothing nothing is better than that in in storytelling in star wars sometimes it's you go in thinking you know it all and then you come out being like i knew nothing i know nothing i am Jon snow <laughs> um yeah it phew, 
I can't wait to hear what people think about this one. And it's really interesting, too, because Akakiri, at least as far as the general public goes, from, from what I understand, you know, after Volume 1 came out, Akakiri was not a favorite among people, but it was, it was my favorite one. So I am really interested to see what people think about it, because, like, visually it's very stunning, but then to have such a compelling plot... Oh my goodness, I I can't wait to see the reaction to this one. Um, there is definitely this sense of like wonder and anticipation the whole time, and it and it le- it kept me on the edge of my seat. I think the whole time I found myself wondering like, what is Doll up to? Doll is our main character. What is she thinking? Like, what's going through her head? What is she? What is she after? Um, I just absolutely loved it, and so let's go on to the next one. All right, episode three is In the Stars by Punk Robot. And this short film is about two sisters, the last of their kind, who live in hiding on their ravaged land, squabble about how to survive with the Empire encroaching. On a water run, the sisters must fight back when they are discovered. Uh, You may recall that this short is my favorite of all of them. I cried throughout the entire thing. (laughs) And that sounds ridiculous. And all I can say is that you just have to watch it. I have never... I don't think there is a more touching and emotionally compelling story in Star Wars. Like, I'm so serious. This short is a master class in just like touching emotional storytelling you can see I'm speechless and struggling for words it's hopeful and it's beautiful and yet you know I'm crying because it's sad it's like just pulls at your heart and I I couldn't stop crying like I genuinely couldn't um and then to end the short with such a beautiful message I mean I I like rem- <laughs> I like remained crying after this short for like another 10 minutes after I after I was done watching it I couldn't jump right into the next one I had to just sit and process it and think about it um something I wrote down about this short uh I'm not sure if this line resonates with you as it as much as it does for me but when I watched the short what I thought about was um one of you know the best quotes to come out of The Last Jedi no one's ever really gone uh this short very wonderfully um speaks to that like, I, oh, I can feel myself. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. This short film is remarkable. Uh, I want to give some background around it as well. So this is an important story that was inspired by real events. Basically, um, this short wants to speak to the Selknam genocide that happened in, in Chile in the early 1900s. The Selknam were native Chileans and their land 
was taken from them by colonizers um, and their tribe numbers were reduced from 4,000 to less than 500. It is horrifying. Makes me sick to think about. And so it is so incredible that this story is getting to be told. Not many Chileans or even people around the world know about this genocide. I didn't know about it. It's an important story that needs to be known because it is so horrifying. Because all of us need to do better to not repeat the horrors of our ancestors. And that is what's actually wild, though. The 1900s! That's less than 100 years ago this was going on and no one knows about it. Um... And I mean, wow. So as you as as you know, I've been posting about these shorts prior uh, to them coming out. So I've been posting about them for a couple weeks now. And I shared this story in one of my pieces of content. And I had uh, a couple of um, people from Chile reach out to me and be like, thank you for talking about this. Well, not that I'm doing anything, but basically their main point was that they are very glad that Star Wars is telling this story um, and shedding light on history that their own people don't even know. And it was, it was really cool to hear that from people from Chile, right? Like to hear them be like, yes, this is a part of our history that we need to talk about and, and work on reconciling and dealing with. Um, so all that being said, having this sort of history in my brain before going into this and watching this, I, it was why I put it on my like list of what I thought was going to be my favorite because I just knew that it was going to make me emotional and it sure did. (laughs) Um, I, I truly was just crying my eyes out and as Star Wars always does, this short ended on a beautiful touching note it had a message about hope and about the people that never leave us and about how to keep fighting oh my god you guys and there aren't enough words for me to to talk about this short and and how much it it resonated with me and my life and the people in my life that are no longer here i hope that everyone loves this short as much as i do because It is a true quality piece of storytelling and one of the best stories that Star Wars has ever told, I fully believe. So, that being said, let's move on to the next one. All right, up next is I Am Your Mother by Ardman. This short follows a young pilot, Annie, who is embarrassed by her sweet but clingy mom, must team up with her for a madcap family race at the academy. Along the way, their relationship is tested by the elements, their old ship, other racers, and each other. This was quite the whiplash, okay? Going from crying my eyes out and needing an extra 10 minutes within the stars to let's have some fun and make jokes and laugh with Ardman. My goodness, I think that was very intentional. <laughs> Lucasfilm knew what they were doing. They were like, okay, you all are going to be really sad and just emotional after In the Stars. Here's a piece of fun. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I just loved this one. It felt exactly like a Rebels episode in the best way possible. 
if you, you know, are a fan of Rebels, you probably know what I'm talking about. Like, I felt like I already knew Annie and her mom. I was like, oh yeah, they've been, I've seen them in other stuff. Like, you, it was that sort of vibe where you're like, you have the history of, like, Ezra and Kanan squabbling with each other. You have that history from previous Rebels episodes. I felt like I knew Annie and her mom, even though we were just meeting them for the first time. Um, it just was fun and action-packed. And, you know, of course, touching, as all of these shorts are, with a sentimental moment and lesson at the end. Um, I really, you know, love that. And I have always loved that about the animated shows, how they will tell, you know, a story that's very action-packed or, you know, action-focused, but then still come out with a message that is meaningful and relatable and, and fits in our world uh, you know, in the society that we live in. So it was, it was really great. And I can't wait to watch this one with my mom and hopefully she loves it as just, just as much as I did. Um, I do also want to give a shout out to Dennis Lawson as Wedge Antilles. He was great. (laughs) And in general, this short had a ton of like other little Star Wars Easter eggs and just details. I found myself as, you know, the different shots were panning over, different environment shots were panning across the screen or whatnot. I found myself being like, oh my gosh, look at that. Look at that. And this thing, like just looking at all the details in the environment, wanting to uh, just find them all. Uh, it was really fantastic. And uh, I really liked it. Yeah, it was um, just the perfect balance of humor and, uh, you know, sentimentality, if you will. So that is I Am Your Mother. Next up, we have Journey to the Dark Head by Studio Mirror. And this is the plot. A hopeful mechanic and disillusioned young Jedi team up for a risky and unlikely quest to turn the tide of the galactic war, but dark forces tail them. Oh my goodness. This short film was so fascinating. This one, I think, people are going to compare to The Ninth Jedi. The the world building in this short film was absolutely incredible. I found myself rewinding a couple times to rewatch parts of it because I was so like intrigued and wanting to make sure that I fully absorbed all of the lore and like the world building and the details about the history of the Jedi and the history of the Sith. It was so good. Um, and, and I really think that people are going to, you know, find this one very similar to the ninth Jedi and also be asking for a sequel. I mean, I know that I certainly am. Uh, there is absolutely room for one and it, and it left off in a way that opens everything up for more stories within the you know relationship between the two main characters but then also for other characters as well um so super cool i did watch the short film with the korean language cast with english subtitles which in my opinion is the way to go uh i really enjoyed the voice work um you know, when you're listening to the native language, you just get so much more of the emotion and the authentic like tone of voice for the characters and, you know, what they're feeling in the intense moments of action and everything. So I highly recommend watching it that way. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a fantastic spot, just like the rest of them. 
Uh, a couple notes that I wrote down. Uh, I personally really love the dynamic between uh, Ara and Toll. Those are our mechanic and our Jedi. They remind me so much of characters that we know and love, and like specifically duos that we know and love in Star Wars, like 3PO and R2, um, Han and Chewie, you know, just like the butting of heads uh, every once in a while, and they like don't really like each other that much, but then they're forced to work together. It's great. It's exactly, you know, what we would expect out of um, a fun Star Wars story. Um, so yeah, I very much think that people are going to love the lightsaber battle uh, battles in this one. Um, they were fun, they were action-packed, and overall the lore in this story was really, really wonderful. So that is Journey to the Dark Head. Let's move on to the next one. Up next we have The Spy Dancer by Studio La Cachette. Here is the premise. So the premier dancer at a famous imperial frequented cabaret uses her unique skill set to spy for the rebellion, but the presence of a mysterious officer threatens to derail her mission. So as you may recall, this one uh, popped up as one of my favorites. Wow. Um, a couple keynotes that I wrote down in my viewing. I wrote down WTF, <laughs> need a sequel ASAP. Because I do, okay? This short, I can't believe, once again, just how much they managed to fit in a short film that's less than 20 minutes. I got attached to these characters. I cried. I was awed by, like, we had, like, a full dance performance in the middle of it. Wow. I, it, it stunning. I mean, this, it's just so clever as well, right? The idea of, um... Like, you know, this dancer being a rebellion spy and, and just, you know, being very sneaky about it because it's a place that the Imperials have taken over. Similar to In the Stars, this is another instance where um, the short film is inspired by real events, which is really cool and important. Um, there were, in fact, French dancers uh, during World War I that were spies for the resistance. And it's really, really amazing, important. Um, these women are remarkable. And so anyway, to get to see that in Star Wars was really fun. Uh, and I once again want to highlight just the relationships between the characters you know, they're all searching for their own liberation, whether that is through the resistance or through finding answers. Um, and that, you know, a common goal brings them together and then they care about each other because they've spent all this time, you know, fighting for their cause. I absolutely love like just the relationship that um, uh, Louis is our main character that she has with her her fellow um, like dancers and and cabaret crew, and of course then um, the other members of the rebellion. So I can't wait to see what people think about it um, because I was quite stunned at certain moments, and I uh, I think that it it's such a beautiful story. I also want to call out, in particular, uh, the just the style of animation for this short. 
The colors are beautiful. Um, I just loved the vibrancy of everything. And the animation is similar to old Disney films where you see a very like beautiful painterly background or whatnot. You know, some, <laughs> I don't know what word I'm trying to use, but it's just a background that's very just gorgeous and, and, and detailed. And you see the texture and the brush strokes and so you know you know it's the background and you know it's the setting then in contrast you look at our main characters who have much more like defined outlines and solid colors to them um so that you you can see like what's being animated or what's moving in the frame it's really cool and uh this short was just very very beautiful so that is the spy dancer up next we have the bandits of golok by 88 pictures Fleeing from their village by train and pursued by ferocious imperial forces, a boy and his four sensitive younger sisters seek refuge in a vibrant and dangerous Daba. So, um, if you didn't know, Dabas are real things in India. They are essentially truck stops that have restaurants, you know, that serve local cuisine. And they're usually colored very brightly with different tapestries um, and different bright elements and artwork in order to attract visitors to come there. So it was really cool how they put that sort of Star Wars spin on it. Um, you know, there were a lot of like bright neon signs and arabesh and anyway, so yeah, it was really cool. Visually, this short is absolutely stunning. Um, I've already seen some people sort of making comparisons to like the 3D style of Clone Wars animation. They're definitely similar, um, and um, which is really cool because the animation style is so beautiful. I think the other thing that, of course, makes an animation like story so wonderful is the music that then is accompanied by the movement of the characters and you know the textures and everything so the music was stunning in this short film just amazing there were really cool moments where the music would basically you know allow for a transition into a different action sequence or something else and it it's just so cool it was so well done uh, I really couldn't believe, speaking of settings and, and, and transitioning into like one part of the story to the next, I can't believe how much they fit into that short film. Like there were multiple different locations. You felt like you got to know the relationship between the brother and the sister. And there just was so much packed into the short film. It was amazing. So anyway, that is The Bandits of Golok. Let's move on to the next one. All right, so next up we have The Pit by Art um, Shile, I think is how you say it, and Lucasfilm. Uh, so both studios collaborated on this short film, and this is the plot. A fearless young prisoner forced to dig for Kyber by the Empire plans a risky escape for he and his people. Wow, this short film, it was interesting. And I say interesting because it was very difficult for me to watch. Um, you, if you've seen Andor, you may recall the prison sequences, um, just the whole prison arc in Andor. Um, personally, when I was watching that, I remember just genuinely being horrified at, uh, you know, what was going on and, and how the prisoners were being treated 
this short film is is no different. Um, it was actually horrifying and just terrible the things that the Empire did to um, the main character and his people. I there were moments where I was like, I can't believe that they are like showing this, but you know what? They need to, right? This short is very reflective of our world. It is not a coincidence that many of the prisoners are people of color and that these prisoners are in a literally in a pit oppressed and in the lower levels of society compared to the empire and the other people that are walking by ignorantly. Um, so it is a very important short and really, really, really well done. Um, I so very much admire the way that this short tackles something very difficult and hard to watch and, and think about and absorb and then, you know, lifts us up at the end and provides a sense of hope and a reminder that uh, sometimes people just need to find that light in them in order to do the right thing. So like I've said before for some of the other shorts, there is this theme of finding your light, um, using, using your inner force and your inner voice um, to speak up for yourself, to advocate for yourself and others. Um, I, I really, uh, just think that this short is so thoughtful and I'm going to be thinking about it a lot more, um, moving forward, but it was really well done. I think that the, the themes were very much on point and it was a very, um, just relevant short. All right. Last, but certainly not least, is Ao's song by Triggerfish. An alien child who longs to sing is raised by her loving but stern father to stay quiet because of the calamitous effect her voice has on the crystals in the nearby mines. Oh my goodness. Um, you may recall that this short was number two on my list. I absolutely loved this short. In terms of the visuals and the animation, I mean, oh my goodness. It's just stunning. The colors, the textures, the whole animation style I really, really liked. And something that I found so remarkable about this style is just the subtle ways that uh, facial expressions were put on these characters. Um, you know, as you can imagine, Ow, our main character, she's not talking too much um, because she's not supposed to talk because then bad, dangerous things will happen. So, uh, you know, they, they they create facial expressions on Ow by having her widen her eyes a little bit or, you know, she sort of makes a face. It's so good um, and it's just, it's just beautiful. I think that this film, like, ending the anthology is a great choice because it just shows the breadth of like what can be done in animation um you can have the the big bold lightsaber fights but you can also have these stories of um smaller caliber um where it's like a very personal story sort of like sith um and our song i think 
is quite the quite the balance between those two things. Uh, there is action involved. It's super fun um, watching Owl run around. And then you also just the whole time are, are seeing this conflict in her and, and seeing in her face this desire to to sing and to to use her voice and to find her force. So uh, it was beautiful. I did cry at this one as well. <laughs> um, and yeah, I it rightfully takes its place as my second favorite, I think, because uh, it just was so, so beautiful. I think that the, the sort of themes and lessons in this short, they're even more like direct uh, than some of the other shorts. So it just very nicely rounds out the, the nine shorts. Cause I finished this one and was like, wow, like thinking about thinking about that idea, right, of of using your voice and the power of that. And then I thought about it and I was like, wow, you can really see this theme across all of them. And I sort of already touched on that earlier, but it's it, yeah, it's just it's something that is seen throughout all of the shorts. And this one, you know, just the same. It's so it's just beautiful. It's a very touching message and um, something that I think we all can relate to. Um, so that is our song. Uh, so that takes us to uh, a little wrap-up. So that is all nine shorts from Star Wars Visions Volume 2. I hope that you enjoyed hearing more about them and more of my thoughts on them. I truly cannot wait for all of you to get to watch these shorts I want to know which ones are your favorite, what do you love, what is piquing your interest, what surprised you. I can't wait to just, you know, do what I have always loved to do, which is talk to all of you and engage with fellow Star Wars fans, because um, that is really what makes this so special. I am here because I am a fan who just wanted to talk about Star Wars and, you know, that has that is always what I've wanted to do and um, I've been lucky enough somehow where people want to hear what I have to say and you know are, are wanting to be a part of that conversation and and share their own love of Star Wars animation there's nothing I love more than like getting those messages and having those conversations it's just the best um, it makes me feel like I have a ton of friends and we all just love Star Wars and get to talk about it all the time. <laughs> um, I want to also say that for me, Star Wars wouldn't be what it is without the people that I get to share it with. So not only is that um, my followers, but that is my friends and my family. Star Wars means so much to me because I get to share it with them and because we get to watch these things together. We get to laugh and cry and jump up for joy together. Um, and I am incredibly lucky to have the most wonderful friends and family that, you know, don't mind if I'm being a really big nerd and just talking about something for nonstop. Um, and they, they, you know, join in on that because they're excited about it too. So, um, it's just a gift. This whole thing is a gift um, and an incredible privilege. I want to thank Lucasfilm and Disney Plus um, once again for this incredible opportunity. There are not enough words to describe how grateful I am. 
um, and just getting this opportunity for something that is one of my favorite Star Wars things ever. Um, it is amazing. Oh, don't cry. Oh, it's amazing. And I could not be more grateful and appreciative um, and excited for uh, Star Wars Day and everything that is to come um, beyond that. So with that being said, I want to thank you for listening. You can find me on Instagram at Ahsoka X Tano, and you can listen to this episode as well as future episodes of Fulcrum's broadcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much, and may the Force be with you.